Today's show is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh does the shopping, planning, and delivery, so all you have to do is focus on the hustle and the bustle of holiday shopping and then sit back and enjoy. It includes recipe cards with six easy steps, including photos, guys, to help calm that holiday chaos and create some gourmet meals that you and your family can enjoy. So check out HelloFresh today to stay afloat during this busy holiday season. Today's show is also brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, green juice, solves the problem of juicing greens on the go. Just add water, drink, and let your body soak up the benefits. Visit Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com to learn more about an exciting offer for you, our podcast listeners. And now to today's show. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am, and I get what I get because I live in beast smoke. Stop being gazelles, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Phillips. What's happening? And Dr. Eric Thomas, where in the world is Douglas? I believe he's in the ball somewhere. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If there was a song that could describe how I'm feeling right now, because I'm easy, easy like a Sunday morning. (laughs) No, we're not going with that. We're going with the classic. We'll hit him with the... Can you hit him with the Mariah Carey? I'm trying to get in the, the mood. It's, it's almost oh, that yeah. time. Hit him with the Mariah Carey. Yes, the classic. Well, you can see uh, you can see it in the mall. The definitely the Mariah Carey is definitely thick in the mall. I don't think I've ever done a podcast in the mall. I'm actually getting my steps in, walking around with the uh, elderly folks. They're of course out walking me. I don't know how they walk that fast. It's kind of like a baby run. Oh yeah, I'm in the mall. They chilling, a, it's man, an Olympic myself. sport now. You, it's like the oh, walk I promise run. you, they it look is. crazy when they do it I too. I promise you, it is. I'm like, yo, I just take off on a little sprint when ain't nobody watching, see if I can get a little <laughs> right. traction on somebody. <laughs> right, right, right. But um, man, let me tell you something. This is how you know we close. He is in Houston. <laughs> I'm back in Lansing with Carl uh, doing the podcast at E's house. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like where they do that at? By the way, these vegan snacks you got over here suck. <laughs> oh, man, my bad. I'm you know sorry. what I'm saying? I'm sitting here with the vegan snacks. I'm looking for a, 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 a honey bun. I can't find nothing. Oh, right, well, they got plenty of them where I am. Downstairs, right under my suite is a nice little store with the with the Krispy Kreme yeah, uh, no uh, doubt. honey I already buns. Know. I'm, I'm not fooling with that. That Krispy Kreme will wreck your whole life. Like, I'm for your real, that'll wreck life. your whole life. If you catch one of them hot boys, it's not even fair. Like, I don't even, like, I, I, I try to act like that place don't even exist. Like I didn't even know Krispy Kremes had honey buns, though. I used to do, what is it, Little Debbie's? Little um, Debbie snack. Back boy. in the day, Little Debbie. And Carl, I only did those because they was 35 cents. Oh, I'm no broke. Doubt. Oh, you know man, that was the whip. Back in the day, my mama yeah. throw them in my lunch. Microwave oh. that joint for a couple of seconds. Yeah, but the Krispy oh, Kreme not is the new microwave. Now, if you, that that's just blood. <laughs> when you oh, microwave yeah. it, because some kind of way when you microwave it, that sucker just melt. Oh, I'm talking man. about melt with a glass of milk. Anyway, that's not vegan talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get back uh, on the show. Hey, I ain't doing that milk anyway. That's where I'm, I'm with the vegans on the milk. Because that milk will have me toe up. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, shout out, man. This podcast is dedicated to man. baby Alexander. Alex is just here. Just a, a few short hey, hours man. ago. 
Yeah. Um, we have another member to the ETA family officially. Yeah, Kenan Latoya had their baby this morning, 5.05 a.m., I believe, something yeah. like that. Baby Alexander baby. was born into the world. Ha happy, healthy baby. Yeah. So we are grateful for that, man. Shout out to Ken and Latoya. Stupid grateful. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, they, Ken did it, man. I'm proud of him. You know what I'm saying? I was worried about Ken. Yeah, he I didn't pass out. Yeah, he didn't pass out. I wasn't out. Carl. And, uh, Carl, you were there. I wasn't thing, Carl. Well, give us, give us the uh, play by play. So, so we went. So, of course, I'm texting Ken just throughout the day to see what's going on. And we warned Ken and Latoya: do not run up to the hospital when you feel the first set of contractions. Like, don't even play yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, he said they went up there 1 a.m. yesterday morning. Mm. 1 a.m. He said they got up there. They're like, please, go back home. Ain't nothing happening. <laughs> go home. So he said, of course, they go back home. And she's, you know, she's feeling stuff. And I, I get it. The first time you go oh, around, you sure. think this is it. What? Uh, that first said, girl, I'm trying to go up there a week before. Just like, Let me just, how much you be up here for a couple weeks till we had his baby? He said they went back up there. I don't know exactly what time, but sometime later that evening, and he mm -hmm. said they just sat in the car. He said they drove up there, sat in the car for like a couple of minutes. Because <laughs> he said at home, well, what would happen is at home, they'd get like the, the contractions like five minutes, down to five minutes apart. Yeah. He said they'd get to the hospital, sit in the lot, and them suckers go up to about 15 minutes apart. So yeah, he said they yeah, sat yeah. there for a couple, just went back home after that. I'm like, that. look, I got insurance. I'm coming in. Don't <laughs> be sending me home. Here. I got insurance. So then they, they went back up probably like, I, I want to say seven, eight o'clock last night. And um, Tamisha just was like, yo, we got to go up there and support him. Um, and we got up there, man, and Ken came out and you could, on, on Latoya, you could just see she was anxious. It was a lot on her. Like she yeah. was mad anxious. Um, the, the challenges they were having is the heart rate. Heart rate was steady for a minute. Then it would just drop. Like it was, mm -hmm. I, I remember going in the room for a couple of se seconds and watching, you see 151, 152, 153. And then I saw like 137. That's like a drop down to like uh, 90. And I ain't want to say nothing. Cause you know, like I said, Latoya oh, yeah, already yeah, anxious. Yeah. I'm watching Ken. And then I looked back over and I was like, yo, it's 80-something. They're about to come in here. And I'm talking about seconds later, boom, oh. three, four nurses running in. I was uh, like, yeah. all right, Tamisha, yeah. let's step out for a minute. But um, they, it kept fluctuating like that. Um, then they got her to calm down a little bit. They put oxygen on her because, again, she was just kind of... And it's weird because if you talk to her, like she wouldn't panic talking to her. But you could just look on her like there was just like that anxiety on her. Like, man, this thing is real. So we just kind of went out for a while. They came in. And the hurdle is, again, they went up there 1 a.m., so she'd been exhausted. They hadn't slept all day. He's like, she's trying to sleep. She couldn't sleep. So they have been up for, I think he said, probably, it was over 24 hours they've been awake. Mm. So her body shot. So um, we went back out, and they were like, yo, we'll just let her rest for a minute. And then Ken takes us, like, yo, I think they're they about to do a C-section. Like, the thing is dropping again, mm -hmm. the heart rate dropping. And I walked back in, and Ken was like, yo, can you come in and pray real quick? I was like, bet. We walk in, we start praying. And I, as soon as I walked in the room, I started thinking of CJ's story. Yeah. Like, yo, this is this is very, very similar to yeah, what happened no to question. CJ. No question. Hey, and Latoya said, what was funny, Latoya said she had a dream a couple of weeks ago that they unzipped her stomach and took the baby out. And I was like, wow. So literally, she's going in there for normal, you know, vaginal birth yeah, yeah. and whatever happens. And they decide, you know, kind of on the spur of the moment, like the C-section is the best thing. So they went ahead and did that, that joker, man, and everything came out good. Of course, like I said, Latoya's exhausted. You can see it on her body. She's exhausted. Yeah, but yeah. healthy baby, man. And Ken said, I, we didn't see it, but Ken said the moment that the baby came out, he said she just emotional, like let loose, like everything crying. He said he lost it. He was crying. But man, just the emotional wow. stuff was, yeah. Wow. He, he, you could see on Ken, wow. like the relief, like, yo, my wife is safe. Yeah. My baby's safe. Yeah. And you know, that kind of stuff you can't take for granted, man. So mm -hmm. yeah, just a, another one of them powerful experiences, man. Yeah, and I no. think, you know, see for me, 
just hearing you, Carl, I get emotional because, you know, one of the challenges in life in general, and I think this is why a lot of people, you know, sabotage their success or sabotage, you know, for real, their dreams and goals is because you can't control. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? And it is, Carl, you know, see, you've been there in that room. You, you, your wife, you, you, you know, your, your job in, in your mind is to protect. You know, you got a, a newborn a child coming in here. You got a doctor, see, uh, you don't even know this person. Mm -hmm. And they have more control, you know what I'm saying, of your life at that point than you do. You, you know what I'm saying? The, the nurses, et cetera. So you sitting there and you just, man, you feel helpless. Like, you know, it's like on one hand, you excited about the possibilities. On the other hand, you like, yo, this could change the trajectory of my life. You know what I'm saying? If something go wrong, all the dreams, the goals, you know, whatever we have, like this could, this could alter it somewhat. And so while it's a, um, it's a, it's a great experience. It's also scary. So, yeah, Carl, that that losing control, man. That, yeah, that, and I yeah, just, yeah. I mean, I want to just start the petition. I want to start the um, the movement towards uh, giving fathers an epidural. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, in that joint. I'm thinking I need an epidural too. Yeah, I'm not gonna hold you up. This is stressful. And I'm talking about they got stuff to help, you know, the, the mom calm down. I'm saying just give me some type of sedative for the father. That's all I ask. You know what I'm saying? Just give me, it could be a pill, a shot, something. But, uh, yeah, no, it's stressful in that joint, man. And you're right. It, it is a helpless feeling. Yeah. You're just sitting there. You know, you don't know what to do. So, no, nah, man, um, it's crazy, though. You know, you, you see this, you know, stuff happen. And I always just walk around and I look at people like all these people went through the same process at one point in their life. And, you know, we here. So. Um, yeah, no, shout out to them. Um, real quick, uh, I want to do a couple. I have two fair files, uh -oh. and they involve Eric Thomas and uh -oh. his son. Right? Uh-oh, here we and, go. So both of them. So let me start with, with Jalen, fair file. So y'all know Jalen borderline just lives with us. He, he goes home to sleep, but he lives with the Quinnies down in Atlanta. And so, you know, he goes to the, me and Jay go to the grocery store two, three times a week. And there is a young girl in there, cute young girl. She, you know, young, maybe like just finished high school, maybe early college. And I've known her for, I've, you know, four years. So, you know, I kind of watched her grow up, right? And she'd been at Publix. She worked there forever. And, you know, she always says hi to me. And, you know, I kind of play like a big brother role to her, ask her about school and, you know, all kind of stuff. So, I, so over the last year, of course, Jalen been there. So she's gotten to know Jalen. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. Every time we walk in and she see Jalen, I'm talking about her eyes light up like Christmas morning, like Trey Trey on Christmas morning. And she like, oh, she start blushing and waving. She'll come from like, she'll like leave her post as a cashier to come see Bug. And, uh, you know, act like she coming over to say hello to me or whatever. And she's like, oh, hey, hey. So the other day, we are in the grocery store checking out and she's checking us out. So magically, like we were in the back of a line somewhere else. So she was like, I can help you over here. So I was like, oh, hey, what's up, girl? You know, whatever. Jay comes over there. And so she was like, oh, Merry Christmas. What are you guys doing for Christmas? And I was like, um, I'm headed to, you know, I'm headed back to Michigan to see the fam. You know, we leaving tomorrow. And she looked at Jalen. She was like, oh, OK, what are you doing? Jalen was like, oh, well, I'm going to see my fam and I'm going to see my girlfriend. Mm. When I tell you <laughs> the Grinch stole Christmas, <laughs> this little girl, I mean, her whole disposition, mm. oh, she looked like she had been crushed. I looked at Jay and I was like, 
Man. And so she just rang us up the rest of the way, didn't say nothing, just boop, boop, boop. And I looked at Boog and I was like, man, come on. So I was like, all right, we'll see you later. And she was like, okay, bye. Mm. And we walked out and I was like, Boog, did you have to crush little mama's spirit? spirit? Like, oh, bro, it was so bad. I was like, Jay, that was foul, bro. You could have just been like, yo, I'm about to go see the fam, hang out with some friends. Jay was like strong, like, I got to see my girlfriend. I was like, oh, come on, Boog. See, this is why I think it's foul, see. Now, if he, if you know, I would say it's fair, you know, because he was honest, you know what I'm saying? I would say it's fair if he told me the truth. You know what I'm saying? Right, but he'd be right, lying right, to me. Right, you, know what I'm saying? you know what I'm saying? So it ain't like he just, you know, truthful on everything. So because you lied to me, you could have not, you know, and he lies sometimes <laughs> by omission, see? So, you know what I'm saying? It's not that he just tell a lie, but he hold, he withholds information from me. So he could have done the same thing with her. You right, what that's saying? what I'm saying. That's all I'm asking. You didn't, I ain't asking you to, you know, to ask for a number or nothing crazy. She a little young girl. You know, Jalen Tall, he handsome. She just, every time he come in there, she just light up and uh, he stole her whole Christmas joy. So I'm like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. So the other fair file is uh, Eric Thomas. Of course, we went to Toby's wedding. Shout out to Toby and Fat who got married. Um, man, a, a wedding like I've never yeah, been never to. Seen. I've never been to a Nigerian yeah. wedding, which was really cool. Yeah. Beautiful ceremony. He did the ceremony. Um, did a great yeah, job, do- of course, and it was it was off the chain. But I don't know his name. He was asking what's the other pastor's name. I don't know yeah, his yeah, name. Uh, pastor yeah. Foster. I think his name is okay. Jeremy okay. Foster. Jeremy? Okay. Yeah, All Pastor right. Jeremy. Um, yeah, he did an awesome job, job too. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout yeah. out to Hope City yeah. down there in Houston. Um, so, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so E goes out and buys, Diddy makes him buy a pair of shoes. And they like <laughs> 300 some dollars. So E tells me, Yo, I don't even want these shoes. These hand I gotta wear them for the wedding, so I'm just gonna take them in my backpack, to- told put them on right before the ceremony, <laughs> and then I'm taking these joints back the next day. No question. So I'm like, E, what? He like, yeah, I'm gonna just walk in and make sure I don't crease them. I'm gonna do the duck walk and make sure no I can question. take these joints back. So fair five, the hip hop preacher. Mm. I'm like, E, you making good money now, bro. You don't got to do this. You can just hold on to him. You might need him again. But he was adamant about the fact that he wasn't spending $300 on some shoes he was only going to wear once. So he's going to take them back. Carl Fairfile. 100% fair because I took the jacket that I bought back. <laughs> 100% fear. And, and for what you said, I'm like, the jacket, what was it? Probably like a hundred and something bucks. But I'm like, yo, it's a, a little brown leather jacket I wear. I'm like, yo, I ain't never wearing this again nowhere. I, I don't need it like that. So I wore that joint and I took it back. So I'm in your corner. Oh, hey, wow. Carl, hey, Carl. Yeah. I'm so bad, though, Carl. The shoes cost 300 something dollars. Now, this Toby. This ain't even Didi. Toby was the one that's talking about we got to wear some cognac. Oh, uh, color shoes. I'm saying, so what? Don't kill me with the whole hook. We had a dress code. I oh, had yeah. clothes made. I had all the clothes. It was crazy. So, so what I did, Carl, I got real cheap with it. I actually put the put the shoes in, kept them in the box. Like she said, put them in my book bag. <laughs> you when took I the got box there, the, the box up there. Yeah, I took the box and put them in the box, and I didn't want to mess them up. So I get in there, and I'm looking at everybody else, and I'm like, yo, a couple of African uncles didn't have no cognac shoes on when I walked up up in that joint. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I ain't trying to be funny, but you got a couple of your I Nigerian uncles. I seen somebody with a t-shirt on. I was like, I'm oh, no, about, I'm good. Bro, 
Let me tell you something. When I fought, saw the FUBU shirt on, I said, nope, I'm good. I'm, Carl, I didn't even take them out the box, Carl. I didn't even wear them. I, I kept my, um, the shoes that I had on, I kept those shoes on, and I'm talking about immediately that next morning, I went and took them back, and my man going, you know, bro, let me tell you something. One thing I don't like about America, they tell you, you know, you can return it, you know, whatever. Bro, it was like a full... Uh, in, in, in internal uh, affairs investigation <laughs> on why you bringing these shoes back. I'm talking about, bro, why you bringing these shoes back? I'm like, bro, first of all, I don't got to tell you nothing. I got a receipt. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even opened the box. So he was like, you know, going through this whole hookup. You could see his supervisor was looking at him like, you better make sure you, I'm like, bro, I'm bringing these shoes back. I got the receipt. I didn't wear them. Ain't nothing wrong with them. So they try to bodyguard, man, try to bring bodyguards out everything for me to return what? the shoes. So yeah, no, I promise you, bro. I'm not. Yeah, yep. My mom. I don't know. Let me not put my mom under the bus. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. From. You playing? That's why we always used to have Helene return it. Let me tell you something. You could wear them outside, hoop, kick rocks for three hours. Helena take them joints back, no receipt, no just in hand, no box, nothing. They be like, "Ma'am, here's your wow. return. There you go." I promise you. Ask my dad. Every time we need to take something back, just let moms take them back. Wow. Moms take them right back. Uh, do you have the receipt, ma'am? Nope. No problem. Don't worry about it. Here's your money back. I promise you. <laughs> yep. So next time, next time, hey, he just let me know I had Helene fly down to Houston. Hey, and return I promise for you. you. In, in my defense, e, this was my first time in life doing it. I, I don't think I'll make it Y'all a practice, cheap. but I just want to say it was my Y'all first cheap. time in life doing it. And again, uh, no, 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 just no. the concept of it was just for the wedding. I had to wear no, a certain color. I ain't Y'all never cheap. doing Carl, it again. Uh, you, your Carl. style is being upgraded, okay? We caught you last Un-tugged. time we were in Houston. You got the skinny jeans. Oh! Okay? Now we try to upgrade you to the brown uh, leather Michael Jackson beaded jacket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The least you can do is keep it. Take Tamisha on a date. Wear it again. Come on next now. Next time. I got you next time. All right, so I'm my, my co-hosts on this podcast are officially the cheapest <laughs> son of a gun on oh, this no side question. of the Mississippi. No so if you're out there right in Fairfile, the E and Carl, I didn't know Carl. I, I saw Carl with the jacket, and I figured I wasn't sure if he was going to wear it again. Oh, no. But I didn't know you took it back. Y'all, Lord have mercy. Y'all, Lord, I can't Hey, but even. we got we to address that C was looking like the sheik of Abu Dhabi. Oh, we yeah. We had no, CJ looking sweet. so clean. I, oh, I was sweet. I am I had so, my, hey, yeah. when I saw... When I saw CJ and Candace come out, all I could think of was, I am so happy to be here. Oh, no doubt. I we have to post a pic somewhere, yeah, Carl, but yeah. when I tell you me and wifey was on clean, clean. Ooh, was, I was feeling real good. So yeah, no, nah, but it was a, a good time. Hey, I almost, real quick, I almost uh, ruined Christmas yesterday. Mm. Yeah, so check this out. So y'all know my wife decided at the last second she wanted to um, you know, go come back to Michigan. So I was mm-hmm. like, cool, you know, I'm never going to complain about being here and hanging with y'all, being able to go to church, you know, the whole thing. That's, uh, you know, I'm down. But we didn't know in time. So Santa has sent all the gifts to the house already. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm not paying a couple hundred to ship it there and then we got to ship them back too. So I was like, cool. So E, you remember you had left a bunch of suitcases down there. And so I was like, oh, we got this, you know, that, you know, that big long duffel you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You left that down there in another big blue suitcase. So I was like, oh, okay, this is a good chance to not only take the toys back, but I can get E his suitcase back, whatever. So I have four big suitcases. So I'm like, bet. So I packed them all in. We got them all in, me and Jalen. Jalen dropped us off at the airport. And then we get, uh, Black came to get us. 
So some kind of way I had, now you know how it is. I got two kids, a stroller, four huge bags. So it's like moving an army. So we pull up, or, or Black pulls up to pick us up at the airport. Now he got your truck, so he got the Escalade. I'm like, cool, we got enough space. So we put, so I bring two big bags out, set them behind the truck. And then I go get another big bag in the stroller and put them behind the truck. Now, Black's loading up the truck. And then Candace was like, yo, can you put Avery in? So I got the car seat. I put Avery in the car seat. And by the time I look back, Black was closing up the truck. So I just, in my head, was figuring he had all the bags. Forgetting that I left one of the, mm. the biggest one with pretty much all of Santa's presents mm. in that joint sitting on the curb wow so i'm packed up but in my mind i'm like yo we packed up i'm going and li listen let me teach you a lesson always go with your gut mm -hmm. something in my gut was telling me that we didn't have all the bags because black packed it up so fast and i'm like okay we got a big trunk space but it still should have been like some 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 jenga going on you know what i'm saying like i felt like he should have been piecing this thing together and so we drove off and i was just feeling weird like we so, got everything right. but black was on the phone and Candace was on the phone. Mm. So I was like, no, nah, you tripping. We got all the bags. Black wouldn't have just left it sitting in the middle of the street. So we get to the crib. Boom, no bags. I'm you went like, all the way home? No. Huh? Yeah, we went. Yeah, we got to Lansing, to my mom and dad's house. This is an hour and a half drive from the airport. We pull up, and I'm unpacking the bags. And I was like, uh, Black, uh, where's the big duffel? What big duffel? I'm like, yo, wow. are you serious? <laughs> so you know me, I start calling the airport. Now, uh -huh. Shout out to the Detroit airport being the laziest <laughs> suckers in the world. <laughs> they closed at 4.30. The, the TSA and whoever you gotcha. call for like, you know, bag stuff. And so Candace calls the other line, she on hold. I call the other line, I'm on hold. Mind you, everything we got pretty much for Trey mm. is, you know, Santa got for Trey. Is in this duffel. So I'm like, shoot, I'm calling Trey listen to the so, e, You know what I did. Y'all know Pat. Oh, yeah. At the Westin. We got, yeah. shout out to my guy, Pat, uh, who works at the Westin. I call him. I'm like, Pat. He's like, yo, what's up? I'm like, please tell me you at work. Mm. He was like, nah, I'm not. I just left about an hour ago. And I told him what was going on. He was like, hold on, let me tell one of my guys mm -hmm. to run down there. So he calls me back and he's like, yo, my dude runs down there. The police got the bag surrounded with canines. Yes. He's like, the dogs are sniffing <laughs> wow. the bag, like, oh, trying wow. to see what's going on. He was like, so my boy was like, there. yo, I know whose bag this is and trying to, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they were like, back up, get away from the bag. And I guess they had to take it and, like, do oh, a, a whole inspection of it, everything. So, long story short, we got oh, yeah. the bag. Well, we don't have oh, the bag. Yeah, yeah. It's still at the airport right now. Mm. I told Black, like, look, just pick it up when you go pick up E and Didi. Mm. But the bag is up there. But they, I guess it had to go through like a whole Ooh. bomb oh, screen. And they had to swipe and scan it. I don't know. They probably opened up the gifts. I don't know. Wow. But we do have the bag up at the airport now. And Let so me tell you something. I'm grateful for that. It, but yeah, the Grinch almost so <laughs> Christmas. So it's been a crazy few days. And I want to uh, transition um, and, and shout out to... Our sponsor, Organifi, man, they've just been doing big things, and uh, I appreciate it. And, and I wanted to read you guys a, a quick, just because I'm always talking about Organifi, but I wanted to read you guys just a quick um, thought from one of our, our listeners, our faithful listeners, so you know it's not me, but it's other people going to the next level. And this guy, 
uh, wrote in and said, CJ, I'm not going to lie. Initially, I thought Organifi, the Organifi plug was just an advertisement. And while I wasn't mad at the hustle, I was skeptical about trying it. After weeks of hearing your hilarious reads and transitions, I decided to give it a shot. Man, let me tell you, my wife and I absolutely love it. I can't explain to you how much better I feel. My daily energy is way up and my mental clarity is at a whole new level. Seriously, thank you for pushing me to try this. We have already reordered three times. Love the podcast. Keep rocking. And so shout out um, to him who, who, who checked out the Organifi. You guys should go check it out, too. Uh, it's about to be the new year, guys. You got to get serious about your health. Got to get serious uh-huh. about your grind. So go to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. Use the promo code SUCCESS, all right, and get your discount. You're going to get a big discount just for rocking with us. So I appreciate you guys. And, um, yeah, keep rocking with us, Organifi. Shout out to you guys for being a great partner. Um, real quick, so you know this has been a crazy few weeks for us just in terms of travel and all of that, right? And so... I was, um, I'm sure everybody by now heard about the big blackout at the Atlanta airport. Mm. And uh, so, of course, you know, my wife and I were at the, you know, after the wedding Sunday, we were at the airport getting ready to head to Atlanta and, you know, the blackout hits. And so Kendall texted me, he was on the plane and was like, yo, FYI, if you headed to the airport, they're not letting anybody go to Atlanta. So... We're up there, man, and you know you know how they do the flight. They like, okay, it's leaving at one thirty, and then you look up and it changed to two o'clock, two thirty, three o'clock, because they don't want you to leave, right? They want to see if there's any possible mm-hmm. way. So we're sitting at the airport for hours, and let me tell you something: people were in there cutting up. I'm talking about like literally going off, like I'm just yelling at each other. People cutting in line, like the line to talk to an agent mm-hmm. was like. A mile long, people cutting in line, fussing, fighting. Of course, it's right around the holiday time. The Delta people, they stressed out. They yelling, people fighting, people walking up to the desk unannounced. And it just got ugly in there. And I'm sitting, and, and you know, people, yeah, oh, I got places to be. I'm like, everybody got somewhere to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, whole airport. Yeah. That's why you at the airport, <laughs> doggone it. And I was watching it, and, and Candace and I were just sitting back chilling, honestly. You know, the kids were with um you know cam and train and while we were definitely trying to get back because it was actually you know a a, a train's birthday dinner weekend Mm -hmm. so he was supposed to be we were supposed to be coming home and taking the kids from him and then letting them go on their date night and so you know i called him and was like look bro i don't think we're gonna be able to get there so candace and i sat there for a few hours and we were just chilling man and it was crazy to see you know Mm -hmm. how different people handle different situations you know what i mean and I was sitting there and we were just, like I said, it was unfortunate. Trust me, nobody wants to sit in the airport for hours on end. And um, you just saw people, man, up and down the aisle, just going off, calling people stressed out. And I just sat there and I thought to myself and I was like, yo, hmm. this is what average behavior looks like. Hmm. Like, because mo- I'm saying mo- mostly everybody was tripping. And I was like, in my head, I was like, it, it doesn't take a whole lot to be superhuman. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and I don't really know how to say it, but it was just like you saw like a few choice people who were just like kicking it. The dude next to us was chilling. He was an older Mm -hmm. gentleman. He was just chilling. (laughs) Me and Candace were just chilling and everybody else was freaking out. And I was just like, wow, what makes people, you know, be able to handle adversity Mm. and and what makes the other people not be able to handle it? Because you got the same situation, right? Everybody there got somewhere to go, somewhere to be. And it's important, right? You're at the airport. And what makes people handle different situations differently? So I'm not talking about the airport per se, Ian, you could jump in on this, but what makes us as humans, you know, be able to handle an adverse situation in a way that says, all right, cool, I'm going to be patient. 
what, what it's going to be is going to be, you know, and, and, and handle it with grace. And then what makes people just freak out and not being able to handle it? And I couldn't help but looking at some of these people who are freaking out, cussing, going off and saying, yo, their life probably looks like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a microcosm of how you deal with adversity in life, whether it be your kids and a teacher or your husband or wife or whatever. Like, this is a microcosm for how you treat situations. And, you know, I sat back and I was like, yo, we looking like Gandhi just by not going off. You know what I'm saying? It was like kind of like like when I was in school, like, you know, kids would be, you know, cutting up, cussing out the teacher and stuff. If you just didn't do nothing, you look like a great student. You might not have been shining, but you look like a great student. And so, E, I don't know if you can expound on this, but I really wanted to talk to people, you know, especially around the holidays or other times when things get stressful. Like, how do you deal with those adverse situations? How do you, if you're somebody who's at the airport that day going off, add more stress to your day because... I mean, the airport was without power. What exactly would you like Delta Dude, to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the power's out. We can't, they couldn't even get the, uh, you know, the jet bridge to come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, people were sitting on the plane. It could have been worse. People were sitting on the plane for five hours in Atlanta on the runway. They Are couldn't go anywhere. Right. So, we're sitting in the airport. We got food here. We got lights. Right. And I'm like, wow. As Americans, you always call them first world problems. But... How do you deal with, with, with that particular type of stress? And do you think somebody who is known for going off and being in those type of situations, yeah. how can, what would you say to them? And how could you get them to be more, um, not even patient, but just how to deal with these situations better? Yeah, you know what, see, I, we were talking last night on the prayer line and TJ was talking about being the brand. You know, he kept saying, you know, my wife used to tell me that, you know, because of course he played football and has coached and he was like you know he would be going off doing the game and not going off but you know how it is you know see you play football you got your uh, coach when they feel like the refs have given a bad call or you know something like that he's like yo so a couple times you know he was going off and his wife was like be the brand you know what i'm saying you're not the brand these kids looking at you you got parents in the stands looking at you like you need to be the brand and he was just like yo i wasn't feeling that and he said then i hooked up with you e and you told me the same thing she told me, but I could take it from you a little different. Be the brand, be the brand. And somebody on the phone said, yo, what does that really mean to be the brand? Like I hear y'all saying that, but what does that really mean? And I broke down Chick-fil-A, you know, that's my go-to. And I was saying, when we got our Chick-fil-A in Lansing, the struggle was getting people from Michigan to be hospitable. Like it's just not a part of the culture. You know, and so so what I was explaining then was, and I don't know if Carl remembers, but we used to be like, yo, the customer service is fire. Like, man, mm-hmm. where you from? And they was like, oh, we from Charlotte. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or oh, we from Alabama. And I'd be like, what? They was like, yeah, yeah, we opened up the store. And then me and Carl also noticed that they didn't have any um, adults working all there. Kids. It was all kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Individuals whose, you know, minds hadn't been, um, you know, they, they have what they say, yet. yeah, fixed, what they say, fixed mindset. Uh-huh. You know, these kids don't have a fixed mindset, but they have a growth mindset. And so as I watched that see, and I was talking to the people on the prayer line, I was like, yo, that's it in Detroit. You go off because that's the brand. Like, that's what you've been taught. You've been taught that, you know, if somebody say something to you, you, you let them have it. You snap, you know. So what I've come to realize is that the way that some of us, the way we were born or the way we were conditioned or the environment is like, that's what we use as our cues, as our code. And then there's a few of us like myself who actually start reading, see, 
who started doing some self-assessing and was like, yo, I don't really like the outcomes. Like, yup, this is what I was taught, you know, but it ain't working between me and my mom. Like, bro, I would go months and months on end without me and my mom talking. And me and my mom talk about it now, like that's our family. You know what I'm saying? We call it the Craigs, like that's our, that's our mate name. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, yo, I know how I'm acting, see? I know how I'm acting. I feel very good about how I'm acting. I'm just gonna be real with y'all. I felt wonderful. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't feel bad when I go off. You know what I'm saying? When, I, when me and my mom get into it, I don't feel bad. I don't like the outcomes, if that makes sense, guys. That's what I didn't like. I was like, yo, me and my mom just got into it and now we ain't talking for a few months. I don't like that. And so what I had to say to myself, C, was like, yo, I don't, I don't like the outcomes, bruh. So I started reading books, How to Win Friends and Influence People. You know what I'm saying? I started reading Stephen Covey stuff where he talked about win-win, lose-lose, lose-win, win-lose. And I was just like, yo, E, bruh, if you're going to get different outcomes, you're going to have to do something different. What you're doing is not working. And I just think that's what it is. See, some of us are on cruise control. And so we, we are accustomed to, you know, going off. Or we're accustomed to, um, you know, like we've been taught, don't wait in the back of the line. Go beast mode. You know, jump in front of people. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about how other people feel. Like, you got to take care of you first. And so I remember stealing from the mall. I remember buying, you know, um, uh, stolen items. You know, I remember, you know, um, uh, people buying food stamps. I give you 100 for 200. Like, I remember that. That was a part of my culture. But then one day I woke up and was like, yo, E, like, the, I ain't trying to be funny, Carl, but the people who are doing this, I'm not seeing them making seven figures. I'm not seeing them become multimillionaires. Like, I'm not seeing them, you know, um, live, the, live their best life. And I was just like, yo, I know how I was born and raised. Like, I know what the culture told me to do. But if I keep doing this, I, I'm, I'm not going to get where I'm trying to get to. So let me study the people who are where I want to be and what are they doing. And then that's when I start realizing, see, they tipping people before the, the waiter even does anything. You know, then they, hmm. they, they, they not tipping based on the um, what do you service. call it? Like based on the service, they tipping based on their principle that they give 20 or 30% regardless of how that other person act. And so I realized like, yo, E, you can keep doing this. You can keep doing what you were taught and all of it weren't bad, but some of it was bad. You can continue to live this type of life and get these type of results. Or you can do different things and get different results. And so for me, that's what happened to me. See, I was just tired, enough yeah. was enough. I was just tired, bro. And I wanted to live the life we live in now. You right. feel me? I wanted to live this life. Yeah, no, and I think the crazy thing is, you know, you see it spill over in, in the other aspects of life. And so, you know, like, for instance, like, we, we, we went out to dinner. Where were we at the other night? Grand Lux, probably. Mm -hmm. um, they, they just didn't bring my food. You know what I'm saying? Like, my man was nowhere to be found. They just didn't bring my food. And uh -huh. it's like, yo, you can go off. You can get mad, but like, what, what is that really going to do for you at the end of the day? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't really know what the, what the win is there, like you said, Ian. And, but I just think you said it. We get so caught up on self, and I really want to, you know, help people, man. If you're one of those people out there that you know, you know, you, you're prone to go off or prone to get frustrated real quick or, you know, angry and like, mm -hmm. you know, find that balance. You know, like, to me, it's about finding that balance. Carl, you keep a pretty level head. What do you, what's your secret on that it's the exact same thing he said on the opposite side like my dad i remember joking i joke and say like i know the show jerry springer was fake for the simple reason of i don't care what my mom did to my dad he would never react like that you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like every time you watch the show it's the same reaction oh you did what? Da, da, da. 
I was like, yo, my dad would never react like that. I grew up with my dad. I'm talking about as even keel as you could ever imagine. So how the culture of Detroit is to go off, like what I was exposed to is just kind of laid back. Whatever it is, it's not that deep. You alive, you breathing, we could figure it out beyond that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it, a huge part of it is just your exposure and your bringing. But then to what he's saying, the flip side is there's some times where I'm sitting back calm and I do need to go off. You know what I mean? There are times you just got to learn, like, we always ask the question, then what? You know what I mean? Like, okay, if somebody's doing something that's like, let's just, I'm going to use this as a tangible example. Somebody bullying or something. Like, that's an example, too. You got to say something. But the, the circumstances that, you know, like like C said, somebody jump in front of you in front of the line or, you know, cut you off in traffic and you're about to go off and start like, what do you get out of that? And I'm being real. What do you, C just asked it. What do you get oh, out you of get that? Oh, you get a lot out of it. Oh, you get a lot out of it. You get, just growing up in Detroit, you get out of it. You know, it's like going to, let's say, the road to the final four, mm. you know, and you you advance from 32, you know what I'm saying, to 16, to the elite eight. You know, you feel in your spirit, you know, this sense of accomplishment. Like, it was yo, a win. I ain't no punk. Yeah, I ain't uh-huh. no punk. You know, they, they, you can't talk to me any kind of way. You know, I let them have it. You know, I let her know. Don't you don't you don't talk to me like that. You know what I'm saying? So that so the win is you 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 were aggressive. You know, the win was you know you didn't let nobody punk you out, or you didn't let nobody back you down. That's the win. Hmm. You know, but at the end of the day, though, I ask myself this question: What what did I really win? Right. What uh, did you win? Did that help your family? What did I really win? Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And what C done realized was the win with the restaurant was one, I go there all the time, first of all, when I'm in Houston. Mm-hmm. So when I so I went last night, and when I got there last night, the manager was there and was like, what up, E? I was like, what's up? He was like, yo, I heard you was here. You, you ain't calling me. <laughs> and I was like, yo, bro, I forgot. I ain't going to lie to you. I forgot to hit you up. And I ain't going to lie, it wasn't that deep. You know, because a lot of people hit managers up because it's like, you know, we want to cut the line or we want a discount. And I'm, I'm the quite opposite. I used to be a server. So my thing is, if you busting tables, you know what I'm saying, or you bus boy like yo that, that that's that's not the most glorified position and people could take advantage of you you know people can say well you ain't do this and you ain't do that you know people looking for excuses Carl not to tip uh-huh. you know just bottom line you know so I told my man like I'm I'm good like I didn't call you because I'm a regular customer I'm not trying to get no you know hookup at the at the Grand Lux you know what I'm saying um and, and I'll say this the other day we went to Grace's yeah I was just gonna bring the, it up yeah yeah and and the manager looked out for me and he paid for our meal but I still gave the young man who served me, I still gave my man a $50 tip. And I'm not saying it to brag. I'm just saying I'm, I'm not taking. You know what I'm saying? If you pay for my family to eat, I'm not looking to take. See, you know what I'm saying? I'm not looking to, to get over. And so I'm saying, Carl, we feel like that's a win. But when I got to the restaurant mm-hmm. for the manager, he wasn't able to say, oh, I watch y'all. Because he listened to the podcast. My right. man listened to the podcast. He follow us. So, he, so, so it would have been a, oh, y'all talk all that talk. You know what I'm saying on your podcast, but y'all not the real brand. Hmm. You know, you say one thing, you're doing something else. You didn't went off on my server for whatever, and so I think the you win took is, back the $300 pair of shoes and the brown leather jacket. You feel me? You feel me? You feel me? So, so, so for me, man, I just feel like we we got to be cautious. And, and, and most of us, what you said, Carl, we don't think about the future. Mm-hmm. All we think about is going off. And this is what TJ said. He said there was a there was a, a young man whose father was, um, you know, coming to the games on the regs. He said he didn't know who my man was. Like, he didn't know he was being watched. And he said, bro, why did that dude come to TJ about a month ago 
and he's with one of those, you know, it's not like Detroit Tigers or the Yankees, but it's a, um, uh, it's it's a uh, triple. I guess it's called a triple A team. Yeah, minor, and now, minor league. Mm-hmm. Minor, minor league. And now he just uh, TJ just signed a contract with that particular team because the father said he was watching uh, TJ's integrity as a coach the last few mm. years, and he and he loves him and he wants him to do a character development boy for his minor league team, bro. Come on. <laughs> so, wow. so so you know what I'm saying. So that's why I'm saying like you're thinking about the immediate, Carl, when you're going mm-hmm. off. You're thinking about the right now. You're thinking about, you know, how you feel at this very second, and you don't realize, you know, a year's going to pass, three years going to pass, four years going to pass. And the thing I love about ETA, if it's one thing I love about the response we get from people is when people say, yo, y'all act just like you the same hmm. dude on a video. Yep. Y'all the same dudes on a, on a podcast. Like, y'all the same, and that's the greatest feeling to me, see, is that we're not one way trying to pretend to be something when people are around us, bro, they get the sense that you are who you say you are. So yeah, it's, just think it's about weird. the future, man. It's weird, E, just because I, 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 I'm, I just left Houston, y'all. We were walking through the Galleria Mall, and it's just weird how people approach E. Like it's not even on no, like it's just so, like it's cool to watch. Like people don't be on no, like fanned out. Oh my God, it's E.T. We get some of that, but I'm saying the average person that walk up to E, it's just like, man, Eve, I appreciate what you do. Love you, man. Thank you. Like, like it ain't no. So I'm just saying, like, the reason they react to you like that is because they see you as that regular dude next door and yeah. you are exactly no who question. you say you are. Yeah. So when no they question. come to you, it ain't like you just this dude somewhere way off an astronaut, whatever, land doing something stupid. It's just like they look at you like, wow, like this is the dude that changed my life. And he is the regular dude that I could just walk up to. Homegirl, the other day just walked up like, E, can I hug you? Like, I'm sure younger. She probably like, what, 18, 19, E? Yeah, the other day, yeah, yeah, she just yeah. walked up like, man, I just want to give you a hug. Like, I appreciate you. And they ain't on nothing. It's just like, man, like, wow, you are exactly who you who you are. So it's crazy. But what is this I hear about you shutting down somebody for an autograph, though? Mm, yeah, what about for, that one? Eh? First time ever. <laughs> was, was, was a picture, a photo, a picture yeah, was autograph, a photo. something. Yeah. See, first time ever, see. First time <laughs> ever, bro. First time ever, see. I'm telling you, man. Hey, I'm well, we know you're getting Hollywood now. You know what <laughs> man, I'm saying? Let me tell you, tell you something. sunglasses on. <laughs> man, let me tell y'all something, man. And, and, and uh, Didi felt, this is why I'm tripping, because Didi felt bad, and I didn't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Didi felt bad. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and Didi got on my head about it. She she was like, yo, I can't believe you. That was so rude and inconsiderate. Like, yo, that, what happened? That's not you, right? And I'm like, I'm dying laughing, see, because I'm like, I can't win for losing, bro. So what happened was, you know, we had been gone all day, and, you know, you, know, uh, you guys were with us. And then you guys left, and it was me, Carl, and Tamisha, and Didi, you know, and J- Jada, because Jalen went with you guys. And so, you know, it's one of those things, Carl, where, for real, we in the mall. And you, you, unfortunately, you know, I ain't tripping, but you got five, six days of it. Like, we here over a week and a half. You know, so Didi was like, yo, I want to go and uh, grab something from Grand Lux real quick. I want to get that butter cake. And so I was like, all right, cool. So she was like, but I don't really want to go because I don't feel like, you know, um, when you walking through the mall, people going to stop you. And not that I'm tired, but Didi like it's late. It, it was probably Carl about 9, 30, 10, mm. you know? And so Didi was like, you know what? Just forget it. You know? And I was like, all right. I was like, no, come on, let's go. And so she called and ordered it, Carl. She called and ordered it. So for me, it's like, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm sure she don't get the same feeling when it's cold. Oh, no so doubt. I'm like, all right, I'm like, all right, bet, let's roll. So she called in, the lady was like, it's gonna take 20 minutes. So Didi was like, bet, right, let's go. 
so, so, so my fault, I needed to, uh, my phone had died because we had been out all day. And so I, I was like, I need 10 minutes to charge it up, charge it for 10. So now by the time we get into the, the mall, it is doggone packed in the mall. You feel me? So I'm like, all right, let's go this way, this way. So I see one of our BU students, JJ Simmons, and I had seen JJ earlier. And, I, and he was like, yo, uh, Carl, you remember I seen him? And yeah. he was like, yo, E, let's get a video. So let's get a pic. So I did a pic. He was like, let's get a video. I was like, video. So then I told him, I was like, yo, if I got time, JJ, I'm going to hook up with you. You know what I'm saying? If I got, Because he out here hustling, bro. He out here doing his thing. You know, he, he still got CDs, see? He pushing CDs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? T-shirts. So he out here on his grind. So, um, so... I saw him, I saw him after I told him I was gonna hook up with him. He was the first person I saw when we came out the mall. And I was like, JJ, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I, I'm with my fam, you know what I'm saying? He was like, that's cool. I was like, yo, I'll call you though if I got time. So we walking off, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm on bodyguard, like I'm my bodyguard. And I'm like, yo, we ain't stopping. We ain't talking to nobody. I'm gonna get you to Grand Lux. Like you are not gonna get on my head about, um, I knew I shouldn't have went. So JJ, I guess, some dude must have been like to JJ, like, is that ET? And so my man, like, they followed me for like Carl a half a half a mile. I'm oh. almost, you know, out <laughs> through the mall. And my man run up on me like, yo, ET, I can't believe that's you. I was like, yo, bro. Um, I, I was like, yo, bro, appreciate you, man. He was like, um, thanks for everything. I was like, yo, bro, appreciate you too, man. And I was like, but I'm, I'm with the fam, bro. I appreciate the love, though. I would normally stop, but my, my wife, I appreciate the love. So then. Two seconds later, like they come up a little closer and he like, bro, can I get that pic with you? And I was like, bro, I promise you I ain't trying to be disrespectful, but I'm with my family and my wife just ordered something from the restaurant. I got to get my wife to the restaurant. You know, I, I don't I, I don't mean to be rude. Shook his hand again and then took off. And now Didi like, oh, I can't believe he just wanted a picture. I can't believe you didn't stop. I'm like, yo, you the one saying you was frustrated and tired of all these me shaking these hands and doing all of this. And you just wanted to politely and quietly go to the restaurant and get your stuff. But Carl, I didn't care. I went straight. I'm talking about I know the assessment. I went straight gorilla Silverback. and not gorilla. I didn't even go Gorilla <laughs> Flamingo, where I was like, oh, I was like, yo, I ain't tripping, bro. My man could be upset. I, I showed him love. I shook his hand. I gave my man eye contact. I explained what was going on. And sure enough, as soon as we walk into the restaurant, I'm talking about 20 seconds later, the lady was just coming around with the butter cake for D. And I felt like a winner. I was going to say, was like, win? Let me tell you something. I felt like my man may have taken a baby loss because he didn't get to pick with me, but my girl got what she wanted. And uh, I aimed to please my girl. Yeah, I felt very comfortable, Carl. Very it comfortable. Sound like the grown man gifts was on the line. I felt, I felt very comfortable. <laughs> I felt like, I felt very comfortable. <laughs> Man, yeah, no, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing. I'm, I, I know, I heard, I caught wind of it, but I didn't know what happened. Uh, of course, man, he is the most gracious person when it mm-hmm. comes to all of that. Um, but you know, sometimes you got to eat butter cake. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about, <laughs> gotta get I'm talking warm. about on the line, warm butter cake. I'm talking about warm butter cake. Uh. No, you stuck to what it was, and and I want to just briefly, I want to put a bow on this conversation just in terms of what we talked about, E, because as you were talking, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, yo, you said it, like it was a part of the culture, right? And so, like, the way you respond to situations and the way some people respond to these situations is often cultural. That's what you do, and that's the norm, and you said you weren't winning. And it's crazy, like, the older I get, and this is something I try to explain to our staff, um, and I think you guys and, you know, they're, I'm sure they're listening and they know and this is, you know, full transparency on our staff. There is 
Um, you know, everybody wants to do a good job. Like, I, I love our staff. They work hard. Everybody wants to grind. Everybody wants to do what they want to do. But there's also some self in it. Like, I want to get the, you know, I want to get be the one to do it. I want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we have that issue that we have to address from time to time of, you know, people like, okay, this was my task or I was supposed to do this or how come I didn't? And you know what's crazy? The older I get, the only thing I'm married to is the win. You know that's what I'm it. saying? That's like, it, I'm not on that's nothing it, else. Like, I'm really yep. on that. Like, the thing I'm most concerned about these days is the win. And so even if it goes against something that I m- may have believed before, and I don't know if it's just a maturity thing. you a little older than me. You've probably been on it for a grip. But I literally don't mm. care. Like, I, I don't need any shine. I don't need any credit. Like, I want the win. And so I look at these people, E, who are having trouble, you know, like like you said, it, it carries over to other aspects of life. You're going off at the airport. I'm sure you're going off at the daycare. I'm sure everywhere. you're going off at your job. I'm uh-huh. sure you're going off everywhere. And you're, you're so in your feelings, you're no longer, or you're, maybe you never were, married to the win. Mm. And so what's the win in this situation? Like, how do you get the victory in this situation? And that's the only thing I'm married to, you know, now is... Yo, how, how can I make the best out of this situation? How can we, you know, deliver the best conference? Right, how can right, we deliver right. the best podcast, the best whatever it is we're doing? I remove myself and just try to get the win because if we win, everybody wins. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like if, if Carl wins, I win. If he wins, I win. Like so I take I try to remove self as much as possible. But I think when you are going off at the airport, you're no longer married to the win. You're married to your feelings. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so e, I don't know if that's a bridge that you crossed at a point in life. When you, you, you know, you started to be married to the wind. But I think there's people out there who, for real, they just they get so caught up in culture. And this is the way we did it. And my mama did it. And all these people did it. And they're not married to a win. They're married to themselves. You know what I mean? Hmm. And here's what's crazy. See, you know, um, what's crazy is we got to get to a point where um, we ask we ask ourselves this question. What's the goal? I think that has to be number one. You know, you got to ask yourself, see, what's the goal? You know, like immediately before you go off, you got to ask yourself, what's the goal? You know what I'm saying? What's the goal? What am I trying to accomplish? If it's your marriage, you got to ask yourself, like, what am I trying to do right now? You know what I'm saying? Like legitimately, for real. Because when I was younger, I would be, me and Didi would get into it. See, I'm talking about before I know it. We get into it and I know when we got into it. Like, that's it. That's it. We ain't about to go be able to go watch no movie together. You know what I'm saying? Like the spirit she in right now, that's it. It's a wrap. It's over. I just blew it. You know what I'm saying? I literally blew it. Like we on our way to go to the mall or we on our way to go to the movies or we on our way to go to our family's, you know, function. And I blew it, see? And I blew it because I just went off. And, and, and I went off, but I didn't even know. Like, yo, some of us, you go off, you don't even realize you went off. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even realize you went off. You know, and when, what I mean by that is not that you don't know that you went off when you went off, but that was never your intent, Carl. Like, you didn't go into it to go off, and then you look like, shoot, I went off. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's too late to come back. And so now what I try to do, Carl, with every situation is I ask myself, what's the goal here, E? What are you trying to do? And then what are the steps to take to get to that? So to me, the goal ain't getting into it no more and not talking for, you know, however many hours it's going to take for her to get over it. The goal is we have a legitimate challenge that we keep facing 
What do we do to overcome that? You feel me? So, so I think that's the biggest problem. See, people go in with their feelings, and not to throw nobody under the bus. See, but you, you did it. Uh, and you introduced it, so I just want to keep it 100. I thought you I had to threw somebody under the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So when you were talking about staff, I had an individual from our staff call us the other day because they had an interaction. Uh, with someone uh, that we do business with. And at the end of the day, see, they were, they, they were just like, well, they went, they, you know, it didn't go right. I called them and we had a conversation. It wasn't kind of how you have a conversation with them and they didn't give me the same respect that they give you. And, you know, I didn't mean for it to go here, but it went here and I feel like they trying to, and I was just like, okay, let's stop for a minute. What do you, what's the goal here? Like, what are we really talking about? You know what I'm saying? Because if you're going to get the same outcomes I might get or C might get, then we got to ask the question of what's the goal? And so they were like, well, when I was talking to them, I felt like they didn't respect me like they respect you and C. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm already so, hearing too many eyes and me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you feel me? And, and so I was just like, oh, okay. So, you, so what was the talk to me? So what, I'm not getting it. So what happened? And so at the end of the conversation, they was, they, they was you know, for real, like, okay, I got it. I'm too self-consumed. Uh, uh, and they were transparent, see? They said it, that, yep, I see the problem. It's about me, you know what I'm saying? And, and because I asked the question, it was like, well, I was like, well, what's the problem? Well, they gonna think, you know, th they said that I didn't do this and do that, and UNC gonna think, I said, see, you see, and I gonna, what? See, see uh, me and C already know you. So me and C ain't gonna think nothing because some outside vendor said something about you. We, we, we would never think that. So, so due to the fact that we don't think that, what's the real issue? Because me and C ain't on that. We know who you are. We know your strengths. We know your weaknesses. You know our strengths. You know our weaknesses. So what is this really about? And so at the end of the day, it's like, well, I want to be, you know, the way people respect you and the pay, people respect C. I want to be respected like that. I said, oh, okay. Well, if you want to be respected like we're respected, then you got to do what we do. You, you feel me? And I said, think about my relationship with people. They've already watched 20 videos, 30, 40 videos. I've already poured into them. I've talked to them at a conference. I've looked in their face. I've called them and wished them a happy birthday. I called their mom when their mom was going through cancer and prayed with them. So how many times have you done that? So, so if you have a relationship that's just on business, that what you're trying to do is use your leadership to lord over people and that's just not how it works so at the end of the day see they they walked away like yep i got it i know what i need to do but it's like what you said in the beginning they were so frustrated with i'm not getting the same respect you getting that she getting i'm like you can't because you're not doing what we do and then you going off at no point do you ever hear me with a client go off even if i don't agree with them I don't go off. You know what I do? I say, you know what? I am so sorry. I did not communicate effectively. I'm doing a poor job, you know, in this process. You know what? I'm going to ask C. To, do you mind if C calls you or Josh calls you and deal with this? Okay, thank you. Because apparently I don't have what it takes to communicate in a way you like to communicate. Mm. And so I agree That's with big. you 100%. Yeah. C, it's, it's, it's you know self, what's bro. funny? As you're talking, I'm thinking I had a conversation with Elijah the other day. Shout out mm -hmm. to Elijah. But Elijah was saying, you know, obviously he's in real estate, so you do a right, lot of right, right. cold mm -hmm. calling and stuff like that, right? And he said, you know, he was actually online. He does a Facebook Live, and he, like, you know, cold calls and teaches people how to cold call and the whole nine. So he was on live with somebody, right? And they were going off. And they, like, hung up, like, cussed him out and hung up, right? He called them back, and they, of course, they didn't answer. Right. And left a voicemail and was like, hey, sorry about that. I think my phone might have died or I lost reception. We got disconnected some kind of way. Wow. Just give me a call back when you get a shot. 
when you get a shot. He said, give me a call back. And then he taught the lesson and he said, listen, I'm doing business. He said, if yeah. that person ever does want to come back and do the deal, I didn't leave it awkward. Awkward. Yep. They thinking, yep. oh, maybe he didn't hear me go off. Maybe he didn't yep. hear me hang up. He said, so it could be, he right. said, I've had it where two, three mm. months later, people called me back. Whereas if I would have went off with them and we'd have destroyed the, the relationship, it'd have been over. Yep. He was like, yo, I gave them the opportunity to then come back because it's not about me. Mm. It's about the deal I was trying to get done, the business or whatever. And I thought that was genius. I was like, yo, mm. my man took all of his own personal feelings out of it. Cause I don't know if I'd have been able to do that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm running the business, but you're not about to cuss me out. And so, but but he was saying like, yo, you allow for the win. And you know, I I, I tell you, man, I shout out to everybody in Boston mm. and New England. I can't stand the Patriots though. But man, you gotta respect what they do. Yeah. They just continue to win over and over because I promise you, it ain't about nothing but the win. Like all they care about is the win. They don't let veterans go who've been there forever that yeah. you think is just a, a huge part of the team. They like you can go. They like they they literally stick to. The winning culture, like what is best for us? And I'm not suggesting you're not loyal to people or whatever, but every decision they make, E and I talked about it. This is a funny story. E, so E comes to me, uh, and we, so, oh yeah, shout out to the fact that we went to a movies, to the movies uh, together. No, right? nah. So E made us go see a whack Denzel movie. Uh, what was it called? Uh, is, that, Roman, is that an oxymoron, though? Roman is that an oxymoron? J- Israel Esquire. Did you say moron? <laughs> I said, is that an oxymoron? Is that an oxymoron, Carl? Uh, yeah, no, it is. A whack Denzel movie. No, it just wasn't that good. Diddy liked it, I guess, but whatever. I was sleeping in that joke. But anyway, so listen, we go to the movies, right? And so, and, and all the wives were with us, the, the six of us, right? And, and Jalen and Jada were with us, uh-huh. but they were too cool to sit with us. So uh, it was the six of us. We, we watching this movie, and we get to the theater. And he was like, yo, did you see the end of the Patriots-Stillers game? And I was like, nah, because I guess E, that's what took E so long to get down to the car. We were in the car waiting on him. And I guess he was watching the end of the game. But I, you know, I I give up. If it's not Michigan State or the Lions, I'm not about to force it. You know what I'm saying? I told Carl. He's like, I thought you'd be watching the game. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. Wife wanted to walk through the mall. I'm good on the Patriots and Steelers. That ain't my squad. And so E comes to the theater and he's like, yo, did you see the end of... The Patriots Steelers game. And I was like, nah. He was like crazy, bro. So he runs down like the whole last five minutes of the game. He's like, yep. And the Steelers won it. And I was like, oh, the Steelers won. They beat the Patriots finally. Praise oh. God. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, he's like, yep. Steelers got it done, bro. It was crazy. So then, you know, the movie's getting ready to start. It's like 800 previews. I'm looking through my phone and I see Patriots winning <laughs> in the shocker. <laughs> and I turned to E after he was explained to me for 10 minutes how the right. Steelers just won the right. game. I turned right. to E and I'm like, yo, the Steelers didn't win, bro. The Patriots won. And he looked at me. He was like, no way possible. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, bro, I'm sitting here trying to tell you. Uh-huh. Look at my phone. I put up ESPN and showed him the final score of the game. So E was like, you got to be joking. So he's digging through his phone and he finds out, of course, touchdown got over, whatever. But at the end of the day, once again, the dog Patriots won. E, I don't know if you got anything you want to add. No, no, don't say that. Yeah, don't say that. Don't 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 cut it off like that, bro. I watched the game. Okay, don't cut. Don't do that. (laughs) Apparently you did. Listen listen to me. Apparently you did. And and here's what's so funny, Carl. I watched the last five minutes of the game. You know, Didi and I was. I, she she furniture shop every day until she find whatever she's looking for. I guess. Yeah, we see a, 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 a couch. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I oh, see yeah. some little spaceship sitting in, in your living room right she's now. She's still in plastic yeah. right here, bro. I promise you, bro. So we we you know so 
when I got home, I was like, you know what? I want to watch the end of the game. And for me, you know, I have a relationship with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I was fortunate enough one year um, during like the, the stretch of the end of the season in the playoffs, you know, to um, to accompany the team. Right. And so, you know, built a, uh, you know, whatever type of relationship, professional relationship with Tomlin. Great dude, man. I met him in Vegas before a couple of years, even before I got the invite to come in, spend some time with the team. So I love my man. Big Ben is just, man, so down to earth. Uh, A.B. got a chance to, you know, kick it with A.B. for a minute. Um, uh, Bell wasn't there um, at the time he was injured, you know. And so, man, you know, I, I just, you know, when you start working with teams and then Tomlin was so cool to Didi, man. You know, you got a lot of these dudes that they are so focused and locked in that they, like you said, Carl, and that's not regular people sometimes because they're so locked in. I remember Tomlin coming out to um, the, the waiting area where Didi was and was like, yo, glad to meet you, you know, uh, whatever. Just kicking it with a real cool, like, look, once a Pittsburgh, still a fan, always, anytime you want to come to a game, whatever. So just cool. So, of course, I, you know, I got an infinity car I love now for, you know, some of the teams that I work with. And so I'm like, man, Tomlin, I hope you can get this monkey off your back, right? And so I, I rushed to the room. Didi like, they ready to go. I was like, I know, boo. We, we got about 10 minutes, right? So I'm watching it. Pittsburgh do their thing, you know, they stop the Patriots. I'm like, oh, okay, game might be over. But then the Patriots, three and out, I think, stop them. So I'm like, uh-oh, here we go again. You know, it's only a two minutes and something left. This has seemed like, seemed like your boy. And, and for those of you who want to win, you want to win, what you have to do for me is you have to operate with a sense of urgency. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not talking about a sense of urgency when it's the last two minutes of the game. And I think that's what's wrong with Stafford. You know, Stafford now has this thing, CJ, and, and, and he get on my nerves, see, because it seems like when he's ready to score, see, he, he can, can score, he bro. He can get it done. It, 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 it just seems like when Stafford is ready, bro, he could put up points. But it seems like in the first and second and third quarters, for whatever reason, Carl, he's like in this chill mode. So I want to say for those of you who are like, he a freak. He up at three o'clock in the morning. He seemed like he ain't never, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's because I'm, I'm, I, I understand that you have to operate at this sense of urgency at the highest level, like on a regular basis, because you can't always turn it off and turn it on because of circumstances, you know, that are outside of you. So of course, I think it's Gronkowski, he must have threw two, one 26-yard pass to him, Carl. Then mm. another 20-some-yard pass to him, Carl. Then another 30-yard pass. I'm like, is this possible? And, and one of them was like a shoestring catch. Like, Gronkowski, it should have hit the ground. Hmm. And my man caught it before the strings could hit the ground. And then before I know it, touchdown. And so I'm looking like, oh, that's it. He didn't done it again. Mind you, I went to the Super Bowl, Carl, and I saw Brady come back mm. on the Falcons yep. and took it in the overtime. So I'm like, yo, it's over. So I was like, you know what? It's 50 some seconds. Just wait, wait a minute to see. So Pittsburgh get the ball. Bruh, when, whatever you do in life, y'all, please tackle life. Please wrap it up. And see, know what I'm mm. talking about because he played football. Like, don't make assumptions, like wrap it up. Whatever you're doing, execute and, and here's why uh, I was telling C I was telling one of our staff members the reason why this person was so pissed at you it had nothing to do with what you thought you thought it was uh, uh, was against you no here's what happened see this person has been following me this person has gotten coaching from CJ this person man has been really close to us and was able to land me a huge deal with a sponsor Carl and you know the sponsor's been mm, our thing huge, and so yeah. what this person was pissed Carl because this person was like I got got the contract, I got the money, I got everything. 
and you guys are holding up the process. Like, I want to prove to E that, like, yo, I'm serious. Like, imagine, see, you being a, 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 a mentee and, you're, and you can look out for your mentor, that you could do something big for your mentor. And I had to explain to them, it's not what you think. What they pissed about, Carl, is they keep hearing me say, execution is worship, execution is worship. And they got the deal done. And what's holding them up from getting the deal done is Toby Wedding. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and I had to explain to them, like, yo, we're a family. So when we come to Tobe's thing, everybody coming. And I'm not saying it's right, but for Tobe, we shutting all operations down. Mm -hmm. So for them, Carl, they own some like, yo, once you sign the contract, the check is coming. And I want to prove to you that I'm serious about what I'm serious about. And so when my man Juju, I think his name, he caught a, like a 10, 12-yard pass, and he went close to the sideline, Carl, and the Patriots defenders, it was awkward. I think they think he went out of bounds, Carl. Even mm. though they didn't tackle him, they thought he went out of bounds. And I'm telling you, Carl, a routine 12-yard catch turned into a, like, 60, 70-yard wow. run. And I, and, I, and, and, and I believe, I think he must have been tired of something, Carl, because there was no reason for them to catch up. It was kind of like he slowed down some. Mm. And they were able to catch him when he slowed down. And then the next play, touchdown. So I left, because <laughs> y'all in the car, Didi like, come on, come on. So once they scored, it was only about 30 seconds left. I was like, oh, that's game. And I looked and saw he didn't, I don't know if it's the truth or not. I can't get caught up in all this stuff, Carl, but <laughs> they're saying that he didn't have possession of the ball, which is weird because if you ever seen a running back, they'll just extend the ball. And as soon as mm. they extend it in the air, it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. Even yeah. if they don't hold on to it. That was but a some catch, kind of bro. way. I thought it was a catch, see? I, I really did. And if nothing else, see, I thought, if nothing else, he, he touched the ground. So if nothing else, don't give him the touchdown. But, yeah, but I got put you. him down yep. at the one at or the two one yard, yard line, line where, yeah. wherever he was, right? So long story short, I left after that. And so they, they did another little run or whatever. Uh, they didn't get any yards. And so the next one, your boy faked it like he was going like to uh, spike the ball, Carl. But he didn't spike the ball. He faked it like he was going to spike the ball because they were only three points down to tie the game up. Mm -hmm. So he was faking it like, I'm going to spike it, stop the clock, and we're going to kick a field goal. But he faked it, but he didn't fake it. He actually threw it, and one of the defenders knocked it up. Interception. I was like, mm -hmm. unbelievable. But here's what I want to say, see. I watched the postgame show, and, the, and the, man, Belichick is a beast. The dude said the reason why we caught it is because all week coach made us practice that play. He made mm. us he made us practice the spike boy. And so we knew when he when he was faking it like he was spiking it. We had already practiced for that. So in our mind, we didn't take a play off. He said, because that's what happens. The beauty of the play is it looks like, oh, he's going to throw it. He's going to spike it anyway. So we might as well just chill. Like, mm -hmm. if he's spiking it, it ain't no play. He was like, nope, coach taught us. Ah. He said, coach taught us. If the clock is still running, you play as if it's a real play. Don't you ever take a playoff. Mm -hmm. And so we say stuff like, no plays off, no days off, Carl. But, but, but. There are circumstances that make us take days off, that make us relax. And so my man was like, nope, I wasn't relaxing. I ran, I, I defended to the receiver because he was still running, and then boom, I hit the ball up. Boom, my man got an interception, mm. and that's how they won the game. Unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, once again, the winners win in uh, this culture, and you saw it. They were ready for you know the yep. moment. They were ready for the play, man. And I mean. Hey, we'll see in the playoffs. I, they just heartbreak, so hard yeah. to like. Heartbreak. Man, you cannot heartbreak. hate on greatness. Yeah, yeah. You absolutely heartbreak. can't. And he played for Michigan. And he played for Michigan. 
So C really Ooh, about double. to kill my yeah, man. Double, double we, H. We, we don't use swear words on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stop cussing. Um, let's jump into Ask E.T. And Ask E.T. is sponsored today by HelloFresh. Yes, All right, HelloFresh delivers right to your door in a recyclable, insulated packaging. All the ingredients come pre-measured in a handy labeled meal kit so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. They also offer a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. There are three plans to choose from. Classic plan, which contains a variety of meat. Veggie plan, which contains vegetarian as well as plant-based proteins. And the family plans that's quick and easy. Uh, uh, Candace and I had the uh, salmon dill. It was like a salmon dill type joint. That was crazy the other day. So um, we enjoyed that. Um, And shout out to Dr. Downs, Adam. Uh, Downs, who came on the podcast and talked about uh, addiction. I, I know that was a, a favorite episode of a lot of yeah, you guys. Yeah, um, yeah. He's down 30 pounds, guys. Hmm. Uh, and he's doing Hello Fresh. He just sent me a picture of it last night, Carl. You can see hmm. it right here. And um, they did it. Yeah, yeah, they did it. They did it big. So he's using that to get healthy. And um, man, again, just allows you to cook some stuff you probably never would have eaten. Never. So listen, man, try the things you never thought you could cook could cook on your own and enjoy eating outside of your comfort zone. HelloFresh box delivery is the highlight of your week knowing dinner got that much easier. This segment is brought to you by HelloFresh. Remember that. All right. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter success30. All right. $30 off your first week, guys. HelloFresh.com, promo code success30. All right. Let's jump into Ask ET. Uh, we got quite a few and some Christmas themed joints here. So, um, E, you ready? Oh, man, I'm so ready. Just make sure you're ready, man. Don't get these people <laughs> whacked. I'm so answers. ready. I'm yeah. so ready. All right. Um, let's see. Um, Jaleesa in Tennessee said, thank you guys so much for the podcast. I can't, you can't imagine how much it helps me through my day. Quick question. What did you ask for for Christmas? Or if you could have one thing, what would it be? Hmm. A lion Super Bowl. Yeah. Wow. Does that count? Jesus, right. yeah, right <laughs> Jesus had to come down himself <laughs> and make that happen. Is, uh. is it possible, though, see? Is that even possible? Are we still in the running? Do we still I'm, have I'm trying to, yo, I, I promise you, I'm like, I, I just, I'm not big on gifts. Shout out to my wife who bought me like five gifts the other day and like mm. gave them to me before we left. She got me all kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm, babe, I'm not even into that. So, um, but she is. So I will be shopping here shortly um and I, you know every year it's just like i don't really i'm not i'm i'm not great at it you know what i'm saying i'm like i'm not i'm just not sure i'm like we're going on the cruise is that, yeah, that you know that, what i'm saying just, that, i'm saying for me you does just that do it. anything uh, you? you know what i'm saying so um uh, uh, e what do you want for christmas um yeah see man for real if if uh, i could have whatever i wanted and you know man we blessed so i'm not in i don't really need anything you know in terms of material gifts but my family bro on either side you know, if we could have like Christmas dinner together. And I don't mean like my immediate family, you know, like my mom, you know, my sisters, my dad, like not like that, like my cousins or my siblings, you know, there's cousins that my grandma had 14 kids. So there's a lot of cousins I have and I haven't seen them in maybe, I mean, I'm not exaggerating, 10, 15, 20 years, you know, and then on my father's side, my biological father, uh, I've never really, I've never done uh, dinner with any of my siblings like that. Like we've never, like maybe me and my sister and my father, but my brothers, you know, they're kids, you know. So if I could have something, I, I, man, it would be great. Uh, what was the movie, Carl? 
uh, Antoine Fisher, oh, yeah, yeah, at the yeah, end, yeah. the big table, whatever. And I feel my man like that's not just a movie. Like I, I know where that came from, hmm. you know. So if there's one thing I could have, I would love to sit down with my family on either side and you know play spades, man, and just laugh and just talk about you know the last 15, 20 years. So yeah, that would be the one thing I would want for Christmas. Uh-huh. All right, let's jump into another joint here. Oh, this one's heavy. Don't, please don't use my name. E.T., uh, I want to thank you so much for your words and your videos. They've helped keep me sane through a long and difficult divorce. However, the holidays are coming and it is the toughest time. This will be the second Christmas since the divorce and the first time the kids will be with their dad. Mm. Any advice on overcoming the anxiety I'm starting to feel about Christmas? Also, any advice on recreating a friendship with an ex-spouse? Mm. Yeah, well, the last one, I can't necessarily uh, answer that one. I would say, and again, not trying to be cliches, but how to win friends and influence people, it, it, it revolutionized the way I communicated with people and understood people. Uh, then, of course, you know, Chris Daniels' assessment, you know, I always recommend uh, that assessment. As a matter of fact, my wife told Carl that as a testimony when we were eating dinner the other day, Didi was like, I'm just so grateful for that assessment. I never heard my wife say anything like that before. She was like, yo, as a gorilla, my whole life, I've talked to people as if they were gorillas. I've dealt with people like they're gorillas. And she's like, I've noticed that it don't, it don't, it doesn't work. And so she was like, to be able to have, you know, four different lenses to be able to understand that some people are flamingos and you can't talk to them like that or, you know, turtles or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I, I honestly, I would recommend that because I think a lot of times when we're dealing with people that we have issues with, we're using the wrong language, you know? And then the first one is, um, I think it's always good to have a friend that you can talk to about your hurt and pain. I'm not saying it goes away, but it's a lot easier. Like I just had a, um, um, a conversation, you know, with CJ and my son, with that CJ initiated, you know, and sometimes it's just difficult when you and that individual, you know, are kind of communicating. But sometimes when you have somebody you can talk to and you can get it out, it makes it a lot easier. And then I would say stay busy. You know, the day of Christmas, like whatever you do, don't be at home thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like go to somebody else's house, you know, enjoy somebody else's family, you know, go to the movies, go watch the game. Like, I don't know, but I'm saying whatever you do, don't stay at home waddling it, like thinking about it all day, you know, um, and just letting that negativity consume you. Cause it could be like a cancer. And my wife always says this, I don't know that, you know, this is the gorilla in her, you know, but my wife always says like, yo, don't, don't, don't get consumed with the holidays like that. It's another day. You know what I'm saying? Don't, you know, it, it's 24 hours and it's going to pass. You know what I'm saying? So don't get so caught up in the, the holidays that it becomes negative for you, you know? So work, um, I don't know, but, but just stay busy, stay busy on Christmas. Hmm. So I, said, I love listening to your podcast and I tell everyone I know to jump aboard this road to success with ET. You guys help me so much with the topics you choose, even the little things. I recently joined BU and I've, uh, but I've been following for a few years. My question is for a friend of mine. She's ready and eager to find a husband, but she's been getting no luck at all. Her past couple of experiences has, have been with ministers slash preachers, and it's left a bad taste in her mouth. Now she believe, believes the church is the worst place to find love. Wow. What do you guys wow. think? Mm. Wow. Pastor, Pastor <laughs> Thomas. 
<laughs> Represent the, all the clergy. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to all your pastors <laughs> doing Little Mama Dirty. <laughs> May you have a rotten Christmas. Uh, oh, yeah, that's tough, man. I will say this, though, man. This is not to, um, you know, it's not, not no scapegoat, nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? But I am saying, you know, because there is a responsibility when you're a pastor. Y'all know I'm heavy on that. Like, I, I don't, once you are a man of the cloth, like that to me, yeah, for real, that, that's a serious responsibility, bro. You shouldn't do that unless you call. But at the end of the day, church people are just as human as anybody else. And I don't mm. know why people, I don't know why people get that confused. Like these are humans, you know, and. Humans, but they should be better. They should, but I'm still no, saying No, I'm just saying, human, like, everybody always says that. Are you human, too? Yeah, you are human, but you should be better yeah. than the people who don't know Christ or whatever you mm-hmm. claim to know. I'm not even tripping on religion. If you claim to have a, a set of instructions, I've never Absolutely. seen those. Inst- you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's like, no yo, if you go to, it's like a, uh, if you go to a trainer, a basketball trainer, three times a week, and you're working out for four hours a day, three times a week, it's like, Something's I'm going to need you to be show. sweeter than my man who ain't never been uh, to, to the trainer. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely, but what I but what I'm saying to the person Not perfect. dealing with them, yeah, no, no. But I'm saying I'm saying to the person that's dealing with them, make sure that your expectations are not too high because now you are hurt. Like she, she, she hurt. See, like on a deeper level than if it would have been just a regular dude. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying like for real, don't go into it thinking because he's a pastor that these relationships that I'm in with these pastors are going to be any better than just normal. Maybe we need to redefine what's the criteria for becoming mm. a pastor. Maybe that's I, what we I, need to do. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, no questions asked. It might need you know, to be I a get, combine or something. You know no, what I'm no, saying? No, <laughs> I'm going to need you to run a 4 before you can just call yourself a pastor. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I get on y'all that's all the time rare. about that. And y'all think I'm trying to be funny, but I do because it's like, yo, you represent me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be funny, but you a motivational speaker. You represent me. So you you got homegirl talking about they out here grind me or husbands is grind. I never get married again. I'm trying to be a good <laughs> husband. Like, how did I get in that category with my man? So I'm just saying to Where her, were we at the other day? He, when he was like, y'all I just hate the fact that everybody could just call themselves a motivational speaker. And he was like, you can't just call yourself a nurse and walk up in the hospital and start taking blood pressure. <laughs> I'm saying it's real. And so anybody could be a pastor, check you just vitals. start a church. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? See, just on random. Like, I just feel like checking vitals today. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, so I would say to her, because we're dealing with her right now, your expectations, you know, um, you know, are misplaced. You have misplaced expectations. And I just don't want you to get bitter and feel as if you can never marry again or you should never be in a relationship again. You know, people are human and people make mistakes. And you have to understand people make mistakes. And you have to understand that because if you want to get back into a relationship, you won't have to get back in the saddle again. And I tell y'all, I am a, like, I ain't necessarily on what other people do, but like C said, because I am a pastor, I hold myself to a very high standard and I don't like making mistakes. You know, like, like misplacing something is one thing, but like, people's emotions and whatever people's hearts like yo I'm, I'm not into that it's collateral damage you know but at the same time she used to tell me because I think like this that I would mess up and I'm telling you it'd be so hard to get back up and she'd be like yo E the best way you know what I'm saying for a pitcher who threw a who hit a threw a home run a grand slam and they lost the game is to get back on the mound and so I'm just saying to her like, what, as long as you're thinking, well, this church did me wrong, pastor did me wrong, this person did me wrong. Like, yo, you're not going to, what's the goal? The goal is getting a healthy relationship. And, the, and, and how you're acting and what you're thinking, that is actually going to 
be the, it's like going to put you in an opposite position. You're not going to be able to be in a healthy relationship. So you just got to chalk it up and say, what did I do wrong in this relationship? You know, in the next one, how can I use the information that I have from this one to get better? Because at the end of the day, you want to walk down that aisle. At the end of the day, you want a husband. At the end of the day, you want a family. That's what you want. So you can't allow the fact that somebody hit a home run on you or you had a very negative experience to stop you from getting back on that mile. And I'm telling you from experience, C will tell you, like if, if I got in a, 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 you know, one or two or kill these hills, like that's one of mine. If I mess up royally, like I'm gonna be sitting at the crib just thinking through like, shoot, what did I do? What did I do? How can I? And it's like, yo E, for real, you gotta take responsibility, but you can't beat yourself up. And, there, and, and, and to you young lady, yes, you got in a terrible relationship, but you gotta get back up and, and shake it off, and I'm not saying that's gonna be easy, but you gotta shake it off, and you gotta start with the next relationship, and you can't, in that relationship, see signs of what you saw in that last one and be like, here we go again. You gotta start from fresh and just say like, yo, my goal is to be in a marriage, to be healthy, in a healthy family, and I'll, and I'll date as many times as it takes, you know, to get to that point. Hey, I just watched, um, quick sidebar, but what's his name? Kevin Durant against the Lakers the other night. A terrible shooting night but hit the game winning shot. I'm talking about mm. terrible shooting night. Like mm. I'm talking about, it was all West. over the place. Mm. Him and Clay mm. couldn't hit nothing. It was looking ugly. And KD got dunked on. And he got posterized. <laughs> I'm like, ugly, but he won the game. I think won 16, won 14. Yeah, and yeah, he love hit it, the game Carl. winning shot. So yeah, love keep it, shooting, Carl. keep love shooting. Keep hey, a quick sidebar while I got the mic. Y'all just, y'all just, uh, y'all fight with Kobe, uh, with LeBron and MJ. Come on, get Kobe some love for me. Retiring oh, yeah. two jerseys. Give him, give him some love for me. Just give me a quick second for my Laker fanhood, what it used to be. I don't know if it's there yet. We're going to see where it goes. But my, shout out to my, my Kobe Bryant hey, Lakers that hey, did their hey, thing. Hey, Carl. Carl, huh? I'm, all, I'm all about that life. I, you know what I'm saying? And I know I got to, you know, debate with CJ. So I'll take one debate with him is enough. I, I, you know, I definitely want to throw Kobe in there, but I don't even want to be fighting. I don't think we should be going straight to LeBron and, and MJ, but I'll, I'll keep fighting with him on that. But <laughs> I believe that Kobe should have been in the middle of that fight, bro. But I just don't want to fight no more. So we're going to leave it alone and just go Kobe, I mean LeBron and uh, but MJ. But yeah, Kobe should definitely be in that argument. Oh. Shout out to Kobe getting two numbers retired. Two numbers, bro. And you know, when I kept thinking like, how did he get two? And I, I started looking at his career was like no that's fair no no they said you they said if you took if you took each one individually it's three rings of one of them two with the other one scoring titles on one of them like my man did it in both both of them they're like yeah shut it down so yeah so can we put the homeless et and <laughs> the motivational speaker et in the hall of fame I'm trying, he was doing ministry when he was homeless you know what I'm that's made him into who he was <laughs> mm. i'm trying to get a two-time mvp for e uh, <laughs> Pre-DD and post-DD. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh. All right. Um, this last question is from CJ in Lansing, Michigan. You guys, <laughs> what is um, what, what are you looking forward to with, with Christmas right around the corner? Uh, I know e, you said it's another day, but um, and I, I'll go first just, you know, because, you know, I am grateful and I want everybody out there to know that, um, you know, seriously, we are grateful that you guys rock with us, that you listen to the podcast, that you support what we do. And, you know, this is um, 
you know, it means a lot to us. When we started this podcast a couple of years ago, we're, we're coming up on another end of the year and it, like two years straight now that we've been doing this podcast and, you know, you guys have grown with us and watched us grow. So just want to say around this Christmas season when everybody's, you know, giving thanks and, um, you know, appreciating people, man, that we want to definitely tell you guys that we appreciate yeah, you guys for downloading the episodes, for listening, for laughing with us, you know, for, you know, just being a part of our family, man. It, it means a lot. And, um, you know, keep rocking with us. We're going to keep trying to, you know, bring you guys the best uh, podcast we can bring you. And like I said, it really is. A, a, you guys are like a cult following with us. You know, everybody doesn't rock with it, but probably I say 15 to 20 percent of the E.T. fans, um, you know, rock with this podcast, man. And we're super grateful for that, man. You guys let us joke. Let us be ourselves. And so I'm grateful for that. But um, for me, man, this, you know, the holiday and I guess the best part of Christmas for me is just Christmas Eve. You know what I mean? Like. Like Christmas Eve is like one of those times where it's like, you know, it's the anticipation of the next morning. And now for me having kids, I think it's even like rejuvenated me for Christmas morning with the gifts and, you know, watching your kids be, you know, super excited. But something about Christmas Eve, you know, just hanging out, mm. you know, Christmas music blasting, you know, everybody's in a great mood. We throw on our pajamas. You know, everybody's just excited and pumped up. You know, we usually just hang out, you know, got some good food going, some good music and um, just enjoying family, man. And so that's my favorite part of Christmas is I think Christmas Eve and, you know, uh, stuffing the stockings. And, you know, we do it. We do it big. My parents got the house decorated. You know, it's a smell my mom puts in her little incense burner or whatever the thing is, like a holiday scent. And um, it's just a great time. So that's what I'm looking forward to this holiday season. Just wanted to know your favorite part of Christmas and the Christmas season. Um, it, I mean, similar, obviously family, but like I was intentional this year. I told my family, um, like we are not having down. Like it's not happening. Like intentional about having fun and enjoying each other's time. My wife said last night we'll play this game called I don't know if y'all we call it Dirty Santa. Uh oh. You, you ever hey, heard whoa, of it? No. It ain't that. It ain't that. Get your mind out the gutter. It ain't that. It's not that. Um, you didn't took grown. We might have something to replace grown man gifts. Dirty Santa. Uh, e. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm having hey, to fly hey, back to Atlanta to play Dirty Seven. Hey, to all my to all my parents out there, hide your kids. Hide your kids. CJ is at C C C C C C C C C C started C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C C it's a little game that you play really where everybody buys a gift. Oh, okay. But Ooh. you gotta pick it. It's not Thank that. God. You Thank you God. gotta like you you pick a gift, but you don't necessarily get to keep the gift. You could like somebody could take it from you, like that kind of, But I'm saying like the whole <laughs> atmosphere. I'm trying to get I'm back sorry, serious. Girl. You're right in front of me, y'all. I'm trying to get back serious and I can't. <laughs> Praise God. Praise oh, God for CJ. Yeah, no, just yeah. being intentional. I'm gonna keep going, yeah. I'm gonna ignore. Her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Come on, Carl. Pull it back, Carl. You can do it. You can do it, Carl. Come on. For the, hey, for the love of all our pastors out there, our clergy men and women, pull it back. They about to hang up the phone, Carl. All the kids are hanging up the phone with their parents right now. PG give us five more minutes, y'all. Yeah, no. give us five more minutes, y'all. Yeah, no, just, just honestly, man, just making sure for real that I mean, like literally, Ken on the toy just had a baby. Like, just being intentional, man. Like, life playing is... dirty Santa. That's how they got the baby. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> life is not. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to take every moment. Like, I was talking to Marshall real quick yesterday. And Marshall's like, yo, his kid is two weeks old already. He was like, yo, we was just in the hospital. And it's just like that reminder, like, yo, don't, think that, don't take nothing for granted, man. It's, it's happening fast. So just being intentional. I told my niece, she the one in the house that will go to her room and stay. I'm like, none of that. We hanging out as a family. We doing everything together. Music, like she said, food, whatever. So I'm just looking forward to being together, man, and just enjoying it. Have, having some more photos to put in the computer. You know what I mean? Yes. Just to enjoy this yes. thing to the fullest, man. Uh, praise God. Let's yeah, keep adding to that computer. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Naughty claw. No, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you ever played Naughty Claw? <laughs> hey, I'm gonna look for I'm you, hey, I'm man, start looking for see a uh, holiday. I'm gonna look for see a, a special uh, uh, sponsor. We got the wrong sponsors for see with the organic <laughs> I'm gonna have to find see a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, Carlo, I'm on that. I'm on the. Uh, and, and again, it's not negative. It's, it's just a transition. But I'm on. I don't. I don't have. You know, kids, man. That, to me, that's what makes Christmas you know, so special, you know. Um, and then we had, of course, our children, and we had Savannah for a while. And of course, Savannah has moved to um, uh, upper Michigan, so we don't get to see her uh, as much, you know. But, you know, for me, man, that's what Christmas was about. And of course, our family, you know, Didi, Jada, and myself, uh, we're here, you know, in Houston. But of course, Jalen is older now and dating, you know. So a lot of times when you start dating, of course, you spend uh, time with that individual, you know, on the holidays or whatever. So. Um, it, you know, it's not the same. Nobody's opening up gifts anymore. We're not traveling like that together. You, you, you know, it, it, while it may seem, you know, like insignificant when it's uh, such a small family, like we don't have a big family. So when you lose one person, you know what I'm saying, that you, it changes the dynamics a little bit. So Didi and I were talking about, we, we might have to, you know, you know, the traditions we had come up with some more. You know, um, but yeah, it's just different, man, when you don't have babies and you're not, you know, you know, you're trying to say Santa and trying to hide Santa and hide gifts and, you know, watch them open the gifts the day of. You know, that's a lot of excitement watching your babies open their gifts or whatever. So we're on the other side of that. But what I am doing is my nieces and nephews um, looking out for them in a way that I probably haven't traditionally and just making sure that they have a good Christmas as well. So um, but just the fact that C will be here this year. I was teasing uh, Candace the other day. I sent the picture saying, hey man, I really enjoyed y'all. All of us together in Houston, we don't do that a lot. And um, I forgot what question Candace asked, um, like why we don't do it or something. And I sent a big logo of GE. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, you, you broke up the dream team. You know what I'm saying? You broke the dream team up, you know? So it'll be cool though to have everybody together and uh, be, able to, be able to house hop you know, and just see everybody. So um, that, that's what I can look forward to this year. The whole gang, for the most we're part, we're not coming here to we'll eat. We're not coming here to eat. Uh, if any eating going on, it's at CJ house. Go my parents holding yeah. a vegan down. You and your vegan snacks in here. Yeah, we're going to see house for all the food. No question. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be eating good, and I'm gonna be uh, trying to at least uh, keep some of this weight down at the gym uh, over the next two weeks. Shout out to. Uh, Pops Valentine for giving me a guest pass at the Mac, so I'm gonna hey, get my workout on. Um, see, shout out to January 1st. 
Shout out to January yes, sir. 1st. <laughs> it's January 2nd. The most 2nd. overhyped day in the history. <laughs> yeah. shout, out, shout out to January 1st. You know what I'm saying? All of us will be working out again all over America. Yep. We'll all come About together in five right. days. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, so cool. Um, anything else, Carl? Are we, are we done? This is, it. this is the last podcast before Christmas. Yep. So... Any any uh any declarations? Man, happy holidays to everybody. Happy like, holidays. Yeah, be safe. Be safe this holiday season, man. Yeah, for sure. Be safe. Um, e, anything you want to say to the people before you do the nugget yeah. of the day? Anything I forgot? Yeah, yeah. Forgive, man. Forgive. Mm. You know, forgive, man. If you this not the nugget of the day though. Don't start the nugget yeah, of the day. Yeah, yeah. Let the, me. Uh, the, is that the, the nugget of the day? No, no, that's not the nugget of the oh, day. Okay. I, I was I was watching um. I was watching a post with Warren Buffett. And you know, for real, when you when you meet people and WB. you see their stuff, it just gives you a different, you know what I'm saying? Different kind of feel. And so I saw somebody post something. I was like, all right, let me see what whatever. And it was crazy, Carl. His first financial advice was unconditional love. You know, and I'm thinking, wow, this is crazy coming from Warren Buffett. Yeah, but that was his thing. And so for real, I would say to you guys, as difficult as it is, Please forgive. Don't go into 2018 with some of that garbage, you know, from 2017. And I know we talk cliches, but for real, it is a new beginning. No matter how you look at it, it, it really is a new beginning. And so you're getting a gift to start all over that you don't get in June, Carl. You know what I'm saying? Like June, you can make a change, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's built in the culture. It's a part of, um, you know, the natural progression that we're going into a new year. It's a new start. So for real, for those of you out there who've had a difficult time doing it up to this point, identify one or two people and for real, give them a gift of forgiveness. It's a gift. It's like, and I mean that, don't make them work for it. You know what I'm saying? Just, just forgive them. No doubt. And uh, (laughs) if you want to start off that new year right, in all seriousness, come join us at Breathe University. You guys know how we're doing it. Um, Just an awesome time to, to be NBU, rocking with BU, man. We got so many people, man, that are that are rocking with us, man. We've built that community up. Like I said, I always tell people that's probably, in terms of what we've accomplished, BU, I think, is our biggest accomplishment just because it's not about us. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's literally a living, breathing community that people are growing every day, man. So if you uh, sick and tired of being sick and tired and not making that change and not having that accountability, man, we would love for you to come join us at breatheuniversity.com. Uh, that's it for me, man. I'm about to, uh, I'm about to go get some work done. We got a few more days before I take off. E, hit us with that nugget of the day, man, and we'll see you on Friday, right? Tomorrow? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Well, you probably see me Saturday because I get there late. Um, Okay, I didn't know if you wanted to come by the house and drink eggnog. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Saturday morning. Yeah, because we don't, I think we don't land, we don't land till about 8.39 in the D, so... Absolutely. But yeah, guys, here's that um, that nugget of the day. You know, I know it is the end of the year and some of you guys, for real, you're like, E, this has been one of the worst years of my life. Um, the, early, the lady earlier talked about, you know, the divorce and this will be the first time without her family being together. Some of you have lost a lot. You've lost jobs. You've lost loved ones. You've lost relationships. Like, for real, it's, this has been a very dark you know, year for you. And if some of you, you didn't pass, you know, your, your bar exam or other, you know, state exams or other important exams. And so that job you were banking on or that career or that moving, like you've lost, you know, and, and, and understand something. We at BU, 
we at ETA, like for, for real, we get it. You know, like we, we don't live in this bubble where all we experience is success. Like for real, we live in a real world too. And so we have, we've gone to funerals. We've had our very first hmm. uh, BU, BU student to pass, year, yeah. uh, Brian passed, Brian Washington passed. Um, and that was tough. We, we went to the funeral, you know what I'm saying? So we're not that type of, you know what I'm saying? Like we're not that type of community where it was like, oh, whatever. Like we legitimately went, we did a t-shirt, we did a fundraiser, we've, lo we've lost. I've lost friends you know, this year. We've lost family this year, you know. Um, and we've taken some hits, you know. Every, everything for us hadn't been, you know, peachy cream. So for those of you who've lost this year, this is for you. If you can remain hopeful during your darkest hour, listen to me, if you can remain hopeful during your darkest hour, keep striving, disappointment after disappointment after disappointment, there is nothing you can't achieve, all right? So don't think we haven't been through our go-through. The difference between E.T., C.J. Carl, and the rest of the E.T.A. family is that we have felt lost like you felt it. Remember, I, I didn't grow up with my biological father. Remember, we didn't start talking until we was 30. It was, it was bitter. Remember, I left home at 16 and had an estranged relationship with my mom. Like, yo, for real, like, remember I told you, like me and my younger sister, like we haven't had, like, yo, you looking at ET and the traveling and the whatever, bro, life ain't been easy for me. You know what I'm saying? And I still have wounds, I still have scars. But the difference between me and a lot of people is that my darkest moments have not defined me. They did not defeat me. They made me better. So I'm just asking you in your darkest moment not to give up not to give in, but to know that there are lessons to be learned, there are principles to be learned, and more importantly, the stars shine brightest in the darkest moments. So do not give up, do not give in. As a friend of ours used to say, or a DJ in Detroit, uh, Mojo, he used to say, if you're tired and it seems like you're slipping off that rope, tie another knot. But whatever you do, don't give up and don't give in. Hey, it's your boy E.T. We love y'all. Merry Christmas. Hey, appreciate that nugget of the day. Love y'all. Thanks for listening. Go leave us that review on iTunes. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next week. And a happy new year. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this